You are listening to episode number two of the Teacher's Guide podcast. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Now you all remember how scary your first days at school were. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Well, hello, and thank you very much for tuning in to the Teacher's Guide podcast. My name is Zach Woodward. I'm a primary school teacher from Brisbane, Australia, and I will be your host each week. If you listened to our first episode, you will notice that we've changed our name. Uh, We used to be called the First Year Teacher Podcast, and we definitely still have content that is relevant for first year and beginning career teachers. However, some of the interviews we have coming up in future episodes will be useful to all teachers. So for that reason, we've just changed our name to the Teacher's Guide Podcast. Now, each week, we like each episode to be short and to the point, so let's get into it. The topic for today's episode is the teacher's guide to well-being and pastoral care of students during home learning. Now, I don't know about all of you, but I have found the last two weeks pretty difficult. And it's not so much because of the actual work that students are doing or even the curriculum side of things. I mean, we can still see what they're uploading, we can give them decent feedback and we can track their progress all online, particularly if your school has a good online learning platform. So that side of things I feel like we're getting better at each day and we're finding new ways to to help students with the work they're doing. But what I've really found difficult is keeping track of the well-being and pastoral care of students in my class. So for today's episode, I'm going to go through some of the things that I'm currently doing and trying to do more of in order to boost morale amongst students in my class. And I've also seen some great ideas coming from other teachers that I will share with you today as well. And they're things I'm going to try and incorporate into my class in the next few weeks. And if you have any good ideas for the well-being and pastoral care of students during online learning, please feel free to shoot them through via email and you can find my email address in the show notes below. So let's have a look at the definition of well-being. And I found lots of definitions online, but this one is from the Oxford Dictionary. And it says, well-being is a state of being comfortable, healthy and happy. Comfortable, healthy and happy. And wouldn't it be great if our students could be all three of those things each day when they came to school? And that's why well-being has become such a big focus in our schools for both students and staff. Because you would recognize that well-being isn't just for our students, but we as teachers, um, our well-being is incredibly important as well. And so we have lots of programs in our schools that help out students to be comfortable, healthy and happy in their learning environment. But at the moment while we're in this time of online learning, that there are many things about a student's home life that we can't control. And lots of the pastoral and well-being programs that we have in our schools simply don't work when the students are at home by themselves doing online learning. But there are things that we can do to help out our students' well-being and pastoral care. And so here are just five of those ideas that you can do. So let's start with idea number one. And it all comes back to that definition of well-being. Comfortable, healthy, and happy. And we're going to start with the healthy part. And during each school day, our students have plenty of time to run around and be active. And they have their PE lessons each week as well. And those of you who are primary teachers would notice that your students spend most of their lunchtime running around and being physically active. So have you as a teacher 
or as a whole school community, promoted being healthy and active during this time of online learning. The HPE teacher at my school sent out an email to all of the families on Monday at the beginning of the week with an activity that the students can do each day and it even encouraged them to involve their families in the activity as well. And then on the Friday of each week, the students were encouraged to put together those four activities they'd done each day into a circuit and that would give them about 20 or 30 minutes of pretty intense physical exercise on that Friday. And I thought that was a brilliant way to promote being physically active to the students and to their families and keeping the students from being on the couch for too long. I also saw a recent video that was a compilation from a high school of students doing a similar thing. And the school put up an instructional video at the beginning of the week of how to do a particular activity. And then each student in the high school was encouraged to film themselves doing that activity and then send it into the school. And then somebody from the school compiled all of those videos to make one large montage video of all of the students doing that exercise. And that was a brilliant way to promote a healthy and active lifestyle during this time of online learning. So many of you, I'm sure, are already doing this. But if not, how can you promote physical activity to your students this week? The second idea is a class trivia activity. Now, I've been doing this with my class every afternoon for the past week and a half and I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I think the students are as well and I can tell that a lot of them are actually becoming quite competitive when we do this in in a good way. And so the way that I do my class trivia is we get onto our online learning platform each afternoon and I just post about five questions and I do one at a time and I give them a few minutes to find the answer for each one. And some of the questions can be researched. In fact, some of them need to be researched. Like I'll put up a picture of a flag of a country and they need to work out what the country is. But some of the questions can't be researched. And we do general knowledge questions about our school or about recent events that have happened around the world. And it's been a lot of fun so far. But also, it's been a good opportunity to look after the pastoral needs of students in my class who have learning difficulties and who wouldn't normally be able to answer trivia questions like this on their own. And there are a few students in my class who, if I just fired difficult question after difficult question at them, they wouldn't be able to find the answer by themselves and they would start to feel a bit excluded from the activity. So it's been a good chance for me to think of some questions that relate specifically to a hobby or interest of those students and so each day I'll just write their names down and make sure that during the week I've put at least one or two questions for each of them uh, that relate specifically to their hobby and interest and on those occasions they've fired back with an answer straight away and they felt like they were involved in the activity again so there's just a little pastoral thing to keep in mind when doing trivia activities like this. So it's been a lot of fun so far and I'd highly encourage you to give it a go sometime this week. The third idea is about creating a roster of roles and jobs for your students to do each day. And so this type of activity is particularly pertinent to primary school teachers, but also high school teachers who have a PC group or home group who meet in the morning before class starts. And a teacher I work with has created a roster for his class each week where students are responsible for a few different jobs. And one of those jobs is joke of the day. 
And so a student needs to upload a joke to the class forum that everyone can look at. And of course, the teacher uh, makes sure it's appropriate before making it visible on the class forum. So that's one of the roles. And because we're a Christian school, one of the other roles that students do is a class prayer. So on the online forum, one student will be responsible for uploading a, a short prayer for the class to reflect on and then all of the other students can type in the names of people who they'd like the class to keep in their thoughts and prayers and I think that's just a really nice way to start the day firstly for the students but also when one student is responsible for finding a prayer for the class to read that's quite a nice idea as well so if you don't work at a Christian or religious school you can allocate a student to find a nice reflection or a nice poem or something for the class to read each morning. And so this is the type of thing that comes naturally to teachers when we have students in front of us in our class. I'm sure that all of us have rosters and activities that the students do each day, but it doesn't come so naturally when working from home. And I hadn't really thought about creating a roster until I saw this teacher do that. So I have adapted this for my class and next week I'm going to be starting Song of the Day and I'm going to ask a student to upload or, or just type in the name of a song they like listening to and tell us if it's the type of song that they listen to while they work or once they finish their schoolwork just to relax and then we'll all listen to that song individually at our homes as well. So that's just something small I'm doing to create a roster of jobs for students to do this week. So is there something that you could do similar like this to your class? Could you create a roster of song of the day, joke of the day or anything else um, where students feel like they're involved in the class and they have a job to do. Is there something like that that you could do this week? The fourth idea today is following up on students who have incomplete work or who have been absent from online lessons. Now, this may sound harsh to some or it may just sound like normal, common, professional teaching practice to others. But let's have a think about it. If a school student at home realises that they can get away with not doing their work that the teacher sends to them each day, well, firstly, they'll get it themselves into bad habits and they'll spend too much time doing other things and they'll fall behind in what the class is doing. But most importantly, deep down after a while, that student will start to feel as though they're no longer part of something, that their class isn't really a big part of their day and ultimately, they may start to feel like their teacher doesn't care about them or that certainly the teacher doesn't care about their learning. So I'm also speaking to myself here when I say that it is really important during this time of online learning that we ramp up our communication to those students and to their parents who are falling behind or who are absent from online classes or who aren't handing work in. And so I have a list of students in front of me here who haven't been handing that work in. And I'm just going to send a email to them to them and their parents and say we've missed you where have you been um, yesterday in our English lesson I was really hoping you could be there to to give us an idea or to to type in a, a poem because you're normally really good at that and I just want to make that student feel as though their class does miss them they do belong in this class and we want them back and to reel them slowly back in. So during this time of online learning, uh, we really need to ramp up our communication to those students and parents who have been absent a little bit from our classes. And on the flip side to that also, we need to remember to also send those good news emails. 
and I put a post about this on my Instagram during the week about how important it is to send good news emails when students do something extraordinary or even if they just hand in one piece of work that you can tell they really worked hard on or if on an online forum they put a really nice, constructive, positive comment on another student's piece of work. And so good news emails are also particularly important at this time. The final idea I'll, I'll talk about today is a weekly challenge. And I've seen a few teachers do this for the last few weeks. And an example of this is a teacher set a cooking challenge for their class. And the students had until Friday to upload a video or a picture of something they've cooked or baked throughout the week along with the recipe. And then other students were encouraged to try and cook that themselves the following week. And similar challenges to this I have seen with art, music, woodwork and other creative avenues as well. And a student at my school this week, he uploaded a video of this electrical painting device that he'd made throughout the week. He'd obviously seen it on a science experiment website and depending on what button he pushed or what colours he put in, it made this abstract painting each time by spinning around and spreading the paint on his canvas. And it was amazing. It was brilliant. And it's a project that he'd worked really hard on throughout the week. And challenges like this are fun for our students, but also it can bring out the best in those students who are often overlooked by their peers at school. And this can be a time for them to shine, particularly if they have a particular skill or hobby that they can't necessarily use at school in the classroom. And so next week, I'm going to give my class a poetry challenge and they did a whole unit on poetry last year and I'm looking forward to some of the poems uh, that they will write and submit to our class forum by Friday that we can all read through. So is there some sort of weekly challenge that you could set to your class during this time of online learning to boost morale amongst your students? And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Teacher's Guide podcast. If you have any more ideas of how we can look after our students' well-being and pastoral care during this time of online learning, please feel free to email that through to me at podcast at theteachersguide.com.au or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook by just clicking on forward slash the Teacher's Guide podcast. And all of that information is in the show notes below as well. I wish you all the best for your teaching over the next few weeks. And please tune in next week for episode three of the Teacher's Guide podcast.